Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. My name is Marco Iacchini, and I'm a cross-asset strategist from the CIO team. This is the second episode of Talking Thematics, where we'll discuss inflation and how investors can position for different inflation scenarios. Joining me today, I'm glad to welcome Audrey Go, our senior cross-asset strategist. Before we start, we will cover this topic in two parts. Part one will focus more on current developments and investment views, while in part two, Audrey and Trang Yuan, our portfolio strategist, will show us how to navigate different inflation regimes. Now, without further ado, let's start today's conversation. First, the COVID-19 pandemic has caused shifts in the microeconomic policy thinking, And at the same time, the world is facing supply shortages and bottlenecks that are putting upward pressure on inflation in the short term. Audrey, how do we see this playing out over the coming 6 to 12 months? Well, thanks, Marco. Um, We believe that the inflationary pressure we are seeing today is going to be largely transitory. Uh, This was pushed higher due to low base effect from last year and is likely to fade as we progress through 2021. And if we looked at the latest CPI number, uh, it is also showing an easing in pricing pressure with the month-on-month uh, CPI print lower compared to the previous month. And importantly, uh, prices in many of the pandemic-related sectors, such as in uh, used car sales, new car sales, and airfares, are also rolling over. And if we were to strip out some of the most uh, some of the sectors most impact- impacted by the pandemic, for example, airfares, hotels admission to new events, car prices, and so on, the increase in core CPF actually remains below its pre-pandemic trend. And going forward, we do expect some of these pandemic-related price distortion will continue to add in our view. Um, Having said that, uh, we are, of course, monitoring potential upside risk uh, to inflation, and that can come from a stronger-than-expected pickup in labor market recovery, as well as high shelter costs, which accounts for a third of the CPI basket. Uh, certainly, a spike in shelter costs will be a key risk to our inflation view. Uh, but nonetheless, we do ex- continue to expect an easing in pricing pressure from some of these, uh, from some of the pandemic-related categories, to help offset potentially higher shelter inflation. And even in the latest um, FOMC minutes, uh, we have also seen uh, the Federal Reserve sharing a similar view as ours that uh, the inflation that we are seeing today is likely going to be transitory. Um, we expect the Fed to begin tapering uh, in early 2022 with the first rate hike likely to be sometime in 2023. Hence, uh, in our view, monetary policy should not be a significant headwind to economic growth, as well as the performance of risk assets going forward. Of course, we know how notoriously difficult it is to forecast inflation. And I think on this, uh, Marco, perhaps you can also share with us what are some of the alternative inflation scenarios uh, investors may want to keep in mind in the event inflation turns out to be uh, much higher or much longer lasting than we expect? And what can pot- uh, potentially cause these alternative scenarios to occur? Yes, absolutely, Audrey. Um, as you said, inflation is notoriously difficult to, to predict. And that's why, as part of our role, we look at ways that perhaps our views might be incorrect. And in this case, since we're talking about inflation, we identified two scenarios. So let me start with talking about scenario A. Uh, This would entail us being correct in our view that inflation is transitory, but rather be wrong with regards to the magnitude and the duration of such an inflationary belt. So if we were to find ourselves in this scenario, financial markets may experience temporary period of volatility. And we could see bond yields likely moving higher from current levels. 
and market sentiment would suffer from negative feedback loops generated by inflation fears. So therefore, in this kind of scenario, uh, we would see an impact to risky assets near term, especially given the high valuations that we're seeing today. Now, what could cause these uh, scenarios? It would be, could be difficult to pinpoint, but some catalysts could be the difference in how several inflation gauges are calculated or higher energy prices keeping inflation elevated towards the year end. But also feedback loops from high inflation prints themselves. In fact, we see studies that show that past inflation does tend to influence uh, forward-looking inflation in the near term. So under this potential scenario, the Fed resolve could be tested and risky assets would be hurt if market participants started moving forward rate hike expectations. But as you rightly pointed, we believe that other items aside from shelter costs will likely normalize to pre-pandemic levels naturally. And as spending shifts from goods and services, sorry, from goods to services and base effects fade away, inflations will gradually revert to historical averages. So under this scenario, as long as the global economic engine continues to grow, we would take advantage of the temporary market weakness and buy into our preferred asset classes, such as global equities, emerging market and high yield corporate bonds. Well, that's all good and well, but what if inflation turns out to be much higher than we expect and sustain at a higher level structurally? Um, what has to happen for us to see that? Yes, that is what we called uh, scenario B. So the alternative scenario, uh, should we be wrong? Uh, under this scenario, the inflation, as you said, would spiral towards uh, pre-GFC levels and remain sustainably elevated. Um, Take, take into account, for example, that between 1970s and the GFC, inflation was running at about 4% annually. So under this scenario, investors might have to reassess not only their tactical views on a 6 to 12 month horizon, but also their multi-year expectations of returns from various asset classes. So what could cause this? On the one hand, uh, you have current supply bottlenecks that could degenerate into more persistent supply shortages or inefficiencies. And uh, as well, you could see perhaps the reshoring of global supply chains that could lead to higher prices structurally. Now, this is a lot of ifs, right? So we would have to monitor the situation. Alternatively, a substantial reduction in economic and labor slack could boost inflationary pressures. And here, a feedback loop of higher wages could cause increased demand for goods and services at the same time as you're seeing supply constraints. Now, either of these inflation dynamics uh, scenarios alone may not be sufficient for inflation to shift to a higher plateau and remain sustainably higher. But learning from the 1970s, a cocktail of both of these, perhaps combined with an exogenous shock, could lead to uh, higher uh, sustainable inflation on a long-term horizon. Well, thanks, Marco. Those are useful signposts that you have just outlined for investors to consider in terms of how inflation is going to evolve going forward. We shall discuss what some of these implications are and more in part two of this episode with Trang Nguyen from the Portfolio Strategy team and how one can tilt his or hers uh, portfolio, investment portfolio, depending on the investment regime we expect to be in. Now, that's all for this episode of Standard Chartered Money Insights. If you would like to learn more or read our publication, please visit our website at sc.com under Market Insights. As a reminder, if you enjoyed our discussion, please do rate and review us whenever you get a podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.